Hey everybody, this is Stan Wangland and welcome to Right Now with yours truly, Stan Wangland. How the heck is everybody doing no matter where you are in this wide old crazy world? Hopefully, uh, you know, uh, you're feeling a little bit better this morning. Uh, probably not. If you watch the uh, debates or the presidential debate last night uh, in America, I, I think today's show could be called American Debacle, American Carnage, uh, um, Democracy at Risk, a whole bunch of titles. But uh, the debate was really secondary to uh, a lot of the other things that occurred uh, at that uh, at that spectacle last night and <clears throat> excuse me you know i hate to uh do shows that are purely political in nature but hey you know right now deals with things that are really important right now and what are the things at least that i hear and see that i think are really important right now our economy is really important uh racial matters are really important climate change is really important covid 19 and reality testing with that is really important uh of course uh i could care less whether uh a republican years ago or a democrat is elected president i mean i, I might have a preference there have been republican presidents that i really enjoyed and i did i actually voted for richard nixon in his first uh um you know a term of office uh, you know, I can't believe that, but I, now, but yeah, I mean, t at the time, I thought he was the right guy. Um, I thought George Bush Sr. was uh, a good guy, and I, I certainly uh, did not want Bill Clinton at the time. I was happy Ronald Reagan was elected president. Uh, I thought Jimmy Carter was a nice guy initially, but I didn't think that he was a good president, and I don't think that he was. I think that he was a great statesman, and he's a wonderful person. He ranks up there with uh, Mother Teresa in my in my eyes, but in terms of being a president, not a good guy. <coughs> I certainly didn't vote for George Bush Jr., uh, but I think George Bush is a junior, was a decent guy, uh, as Al Gore was, and uh, you know a lot of other people. Uh, I think President Obama, I didn't know too much about him at all, and uh, I had, as a younger guy, actually thought the dream team at the time uh, was Joe Biden and John McCain. This is many, many years ago when there were hopes of a bipartisan, like almost like a third party. And that was really bandied about that people liked the two of them so much. Uh, and they were dear friends, of course, from two opposing different parties. But uh, what we've got going now uh, on, uh, in, in terms of right now in the country, boy, oh boy, uh, you know, this isn't the Michael Moore show or Joe Rogan. Uh, this is just a small little mom and pop uh, thing that I'm doing here right now. And uh, hey, it's uh, I, I can't be influenced by ratings or you know advertising or things along those lines. Uh, I don't even have my advertising um, application set up yet. Uh, I don't know if I ever will because it's irrelevant to me. Um, the, the point being is we're at really, uh, you know, it, just on this series alone, I'm already in the 10th show, but I mean, you know, in other shows that I've done, I mean, I've done hundreds and hundreds of shows and many, many political shows. There's nothing, you can't go out and say, how about those Mets? 
and uh, you know have a show uh, in my opinion when you've got going on what's going on right now in the world and in this country uh, you know I did a show the other day about shared reality and uh, you know people recognizing uh, you know reality you know things that are real things that they have to deal with that you and I have to deal with uh, that we should all be able to see you know, everybody should be able to see that uh, you have to treat uh, men and women equally. Everybody should be able to see, I know they don't, that people of all colors uh, and all races and creeds and whatever you'd like to call it, you know, need to be treated fairly and, and treated equally under the law and, and, and things like that. That people should be treated decently, whether you call it the golden rule or the, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, whatever you'd like to call it. You, know, you would hope that everybody could see those basic fundamental things. And uh, on Monday's show, I hate to say I called it right, but I don't feel like Nostradamus or some wonderful political analyst or a great diagnostician of other people. Who doesn't know by this time that, um, that uh, the event was going to be sullied and demeaned and, and brought to uh, a new level of filth and uh, lowness and mean-spiritedness. Uh, I knew that, and that's why I put the show out and said, you know, should we even have a debate? Of course it's important, and some people would say, well, it's important just to see that. And maybe uh, if that was your position on that, you know, when I did that show and, and called this one accurately, of course, which was a very easy call, it was a 99 percentile, uh, you know, gamble. I mean, I'm gonna bet the farm on this one. It, it surpassed even my expectations because what uh, the president basically said if you were listening to him this technique of I mean you know I've heard people say well they both did this there were there were elements where where Joe Biden got frustrated and, and tried to talk over this guy or throw something back but Joe Biden was prepared and and took tried to take every uh, opportunity to have a meaningful discussion and just take us two minutes or, or ask him Nobody says you can't have a heated debate, but the, the, the part of the strategy of Donald Trump was just to you know, do red meat and try and rattle this guy and, and uh, you know, throw out uh, stuff to his base. But I'll tell you what, that wasn't the real point uh, in my analysis of the debate. And people better wise up to this uh, in our country, in my opinion. Right now, right at this moment, before uh, the next 40 days passes or 43 days, whatever it is, is that you've got a spirit of lawlessness and uh, occultism and uh, uh, it's, it's like a disease that we've never seen has taken over, uh, you know, the, the administration. I mean, if you, if you looked at this guy's family last night, I'm talking about the president, all sitting there without masks on, disobeying the rules, scowling and stuff. This isn't normal. This isn't warranted. This is right from the get-go. What the president was doing last night is he was very, and I put, put a post on Facebook about this, not that it matters, who, who listens to me anyway, but I feel it's important to go on the record for this, or, or maybe this is my way of venting or trying to process things uh, through the airwaves, you know, to go on a permanent record because it's so serious that the message wasn't just about the proud boys or white supremacy the message was twofold number one the message was 
there's only one way this election has to go down that I'll approve of. Like this guy's king. Not king, he happens to be president. There's other branches of the government. There's a process, I mean, he's elected. He doesn't get elected king, he's elected president. And there are supposed to be rules and laws and, and, and you know, procedures and policies and traditions that we have for this that every other president has followed. And this guy has uh, just thrown all of them out and had a great deal of support from a very counterproductive group of people for the most part. Enablers and people who are really engaging right now in, in sedition and obstruction of justice and, and uh, you know, all kinds of other really illegal things that are, that are going to come out historically and they're going to be held accountable for. A lot of people are going to be held accountable at some point in time. I don't mean shot or tortured like in a third world country, although we're becoming one. I mean, where they're going to be held accountable. Uh, this guy was basically saying, uh, he knows he's way behind. And uh, he's basically saying, if I win the election, I'm a hero because everything's stacked against me. And this is how great I am and so on and so forth, because it's all rigged. So you see, he sets up a, a, only a win-win situation for himself and a lose-lose situation for every other possible scenario. The, the reasoning is so flawed it's bizarre. And, and then his cronies and, and syncopants and, and other people buy into this crazy stuff. And then he says, but if I lose, it's because it was rigged. And if I find that it's rigged, I won't allow it. So this guy essentially is saying that he determines all of the outcomes. And the only outcome that's acceptable to him is that he wins. Any other outcome has to be false. You know, like the crowds at his inauguration that were never there, or the uh, jam-packed arenas that never had the numbers, or the things that he never said that he said two seconds before that you have on tape. This is this alternate reality, this unshared sense of reality. That was the first thing. And you see, that's that's this guy has been setting the stage with Attorney General Barr. He's trying to set the stage with the Supreme Court. He's setting the stage with his cronies. He's setting the stage with all the judgeships that he's putting in place there. He's, you know, setting the stage. He tries to normalize these things to get you used to them, to get you talking about them. It's even a technique that Jared Kushner tells him to use. Shock people with, you know, the, which is what's happening right now. People are talking about this all over the place. And then they get used to it. They have enough time to, to bitch about it till they're exhausted. And the American people have... Trump's fatigue. They have politician fatigue too, whether it be Joe Biden, the Democratic Party, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, uh, all the people that are in there term after term after term. And if they do a good job, maybe sometimes it's a rare thing lately. Uh, you know, and they just go about their way. They get paid a good salary. They bullshit and make all kinds of speeches and do this and that. But a lot doesn't get done for the people that they serve. You know, powerful groups, powerful interests, lobbyists, all that kind of stuff gets served. Insurance companies, medical companies, big business. The little guy, the mediocre guy, the middle class people get it right up to wazoo. You know, they really do. And it's getting more dangerous by the second. That's why, you know, the uh, the dog whistle of you're a socialist, you're a left winger. You're, and, and people are stupid enough to believe that. They really are. They're just stupid enough to believe that. And they think the very people who are trying to help them, whether they're ultra conservatives and they're trying to be fiscally sound and constitutional, oh, that guy, he's a, he's a nut. He's a, you know, he's a federalist. Now I'm talking on behalf of certain conservatives, 
you know, or liberals who are, you know, they're, they're progressive or liberal who are trying to do the right thing and they're being painted like they're communists and, you know, they're from Venezuela, all this other crazy kind of stuff. Now, this is to keep the status quo, you know, whatever, as, the, you know, in a state of, you know, homeostasis, a good balance and equilibrium. But this president is scared to death. He knows that the chances are he's not going to win this election fairly. So he's trying to frig up the uh, the court system. He's trying to frig up the postal department, dismantling machines. My goodness gracious, can you imagine if President Obama ever did this or President Bush ever did this or President Carter ever did this or any other human being in the history of America? If anybody in your local government did that here, I live in Broome County, can you imagine if Jason Garner started doing stuff like that? People would go up there and drag him out by the scuff of his neck. But this is the president. And he's telling you that... Uh, he may not allow this and is hinting about, you know, military, uh, paramilitary groups. Uh, he's got the law on his side, the Supreme Court, all of these threats to rattle people and to tell people he's not going to, he's not going to transfer the powers of government. And he's got a lot of people believing that. Uh, and he's, he's close. He's, there's, no, there's no more steps to go other than to say, hey, no way, I'm not accepting it. He's, he's laid out exactly what he plans to do uh, if he chooses to do that, if he has the gumption to do that, and he thinks that we're stupid enough to allow that. I don't ever see that happening in the United States of America. Even if he pulled that off in some kind of a way, there would be such... Forget about this nonsense of the Proud Boys and these paramilitary groups and everything else. There may be all this stuff. Let me tell you something. People better look at the facts. There's way more of us than there are of people like that. And the police officers that I know, even though they don't like uh, being spit on and treated like dirt and, and things like that and always under the gun, no pun intended, uh, they're not about to be part of any... Uh, totalitarian state, the vast majority of them. I'm sure there are some people like that. The same with the military. The military is not about to do that. The FBI is not about to do that. The Central Intelligence Agency is not about to do that. Uh, any of the national security agencies are not about to do that. And you've got an entire Democratic Party and, and uh, you know maybe some independents out there, or whatever the numbers are of those people, who are not about to do that. And just a boatload of average American people who are Hey, they won't even put on a mask because they want their chicken wings. You think they're going to let some knucklehead take over their country and tell them what they can do? They can't vote. People love to say, I didn't vote in that election. It's their choice. Or they love to play politics. Wait, wait till a bunch of crazy people and, and their followers tell you that, uh, you know what? Uh, they're thinking about uh, doing away with all that, and it will become like Venezuela. I don't think that's going to fly in America. I'll tell you what I think the president is doing. I think he's going to push that right to the brink, and there will be some stuff. And I, if he's, if he's going to lose, and he knows he's going to lose, this guy is still worried about about 48 states looking to prosecute him and his family and do everything else like that. He owes money out the wazoo. He's the art of the deal. What this guy is looking to do is he's looking to scare the bejesus out of you. 
and be scared to be Jesus out of the country and to the opposite winning party and saying, I'll tell you what, and this is right out of the old playbook. As a matter of fact, if you don't believe it, look at my favorite picture, Scrooge, A Christmas Carol, where the one guy that uh, where Scrooge manages to buy out the business is because the other guy's an embezzler and he tells the, the people on the board, he says, you're not going to prosecute me because if you prosecute me, you're all going to lose the business because of your bad business decisions in hiring me. So he goes away scot-free and they pay all of his embezzling fees. Trump is going to do the same thing. Trump is going to say, I have the ability to do all this stuff, to raise all this civil discord and, and disobedience and trouble for the country. The country's in so much trouble, we have no idea. And who wants to hear all this bad news? But hey, that's reality. We're going to have to deal with it. If you don't want to deal with it, if you want to believe that it's not there, COVID is not there, fine. I've been, you know, telling people in, in Broome County where I live, the numbers are so low here. Yeah, it's rising, just as predicted with schools. As a matter of fact, somebody called me up today and said, hey, you know, is it 4% in Broome County? Really? Oh, okay. Surprise, surprise. Does that make me happy? Absolutely not. That's pathetic. And it's rising in our country. And this same inability to see things is what's going to be in Trump's mind where he's going to tell people, I'll tell you what, see all the civil discord that I could bring? I'm going to turn over the presidency to the legitimate winner, but I don't want to be prosecuted. I don't want my family bothered. I don't, I, I don't want any, you know, the long arm of the law coming to get me. So cut me a deal. Cut me a deal and it'll be worth your while. You have to spend some money to make some money. You got to, you know, you want to take over this country and get your country back? Good. Then you got to leave me alone. Now, if you don't leave me alone, I'll drag this shit out in the courts anyway, but it's going to cost you a fortune. And you know what? Lots of, that's, lots of times it'll work where people say, good, we just want you to go buy. We're sick of you. It's like um, a litigious, uh, uh, you know, uh, people who sue all the time, meaningless lawsuits. Insurance companies would fight them and then they'd realize, hey, these people will settle for $5,000. It's going to cost me $15,000 just to have the lawyers come down here, pay them the $5,000. So it's a, it's, a, it's a rotten shame that you got to pay somebody five grand when they don't deserve it. But it's $10,000 cheaper. It's just good business. That's what this guy's counting on. If he does win, he wins. It's great. He's a big hero. He can. Uh, he has bragging rights. He uh, shook everybody up. But if he loses, which I think he's bound to, and his shenanigans don't work, it's the fear factor, the bravado. Because basically, by and large, I don't need to be insulting to the president. He's a bully and he's a coward. And he's an awful person in terms of his behavior. I don't know about anything about his heart or his soul or anything else like that. I, I don't see any of that. He has dirtied the, the office uh, as uh, no other president in my, uh, my lifetime that I've ever seen has done that. He makes Richard Nixon uh, look like Winnie the Pooh, I always say. I mean, this guy really has very little, if any, redeeming social value. He's the worst president. Uh, he's, he's an abortion. He's an aberration. He's whatever you want to call it. 
Now, I'm sorry if that's not a biased, uh, you know, uh, an unbiased uh, readout of things, but uh, I don't know what people are seeing if they don't see that in him. And if, you, if you're supporting these kinds of behaviors and uh, you don't want to see this and you say, yeah, but, or you're making excuses, I don't know what to tell you uh, on that stuff. And you're not interested in what I have to say anyway. But right now, uh, we're at a real serious point. America's going to be a hurting, hurting place, uh, and a blessed place too, for uh, you know, for many years due to this guy, due to the COVID virus, due to you know climate change, some of the other, you know, racial inequities that happens in places, and we're going to have to deal with it. But this uh, this American carnage, this American debacle, this uh, this this bunko artist. You, you and I, and patriotic people—people people who care about our country, care about our citizens—we have to stand up and be realistic and uh, not tolerate this. So go vote, check out things yourself, and try to see things clearly. Uh, again, we're not talking about uh, whether you're pro or against abortion. We're not telling you whether you're conservative or liberal. These are fundamental things, fundamental behaviors. Uh, you don't ever as a president, uh, encourage a paramilitary supremacist group. Uh, you don't, you don't disavow them. You don't ever imply that you are going to not transition power in an election or try and obstruct or suppress, uh, like we don't do that in America to this extent. I mean, I'm sure those things have been done to some lesser extent, but, uh, no, this is, this is outrageous in the 21st century. In my opinion, that's what I see happening right now. Well, I hope you like the show. Uh, I'm sure you're sick of talking about Trump. And uh, if you're sick of listening from me, what can I say? It's uh, a really important thing out there. Like I said, it's uh, very hard to watch this on TV uh, or see this live, um, read stuff, see all the stuff and then say, yeah, how about those giants? How about those Mets? It's important stuff. Okay. I'll catch you guys later. Bye-bye now. Right Now was written, produced, directed, and hosted by Stan Wangland. We hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, please hit the subscribe button. If you'd like to send a message, you can hit the message button. Uh, if you'd like to speak to uh, me or send me a message personally, you can get me at swangland. That's S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook as Stan Wangland or Twitter at swangland. Uh, as you know, uh, the show is brought to you by Anchor.com, which is an excellent platform. But we also uh, bring you the show on 12 other platforms, all the major platforms that are out there, whether it be, uh, you know, Apple Tunes, Google, uh, Spotify, uh, you know, radio, whatever it's called, uh, just a million of them out there. So the, your, your podcasting platform of your choice is out there. Again, thank you for listening to the show so very much. Good night now. Whew. <sharp inhale>